0: Hello there, and welcome to the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. I'm so glad you're joining me here today. Now, just before we jump into the two mistakes that I want you to avoid as an equine entrepreneur, I will briefly introduce myself just in case to be our new friends, and then we will jump right into it. All right. Now, of course, as you've likely guessed, my name is Denise Alvarez, host of the podcast, and through my business, Storm Lily Marketing. I get to help dream chasing horse business owners like you to see clearly through the marketing overwhelm and to make a doable marketing plan that will turn your online audience into your customers. I do that through one on one coaching, as well as website design and website content, and Social Stride, my monthly coaching program. I do each of these things, as well as the podcast. Because my heart's desire truly is to help you as a horse business owner be out doing what you love to do, to be out with your horses or out with your camera with horses. I know I have a number of equine photographer friends on here. And so whatever it is you're doing in the equine industry, I want to help you do more of that. And so I want to simplify marketing for you, give you some step-by-step strategies, some basic how-tos so that you can not only see what's possible for your business, but to guide you through that process to make it happen. Now, as I said, today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about mistakes that I want you to avoid when it comes to your marketing. So often we talk about what to do, right? What you should be doing. And I want to talk about a couple of things that you should not do that are really going to muddy your marketing messaging which is the one of the things that I really love to help you hone in on. What is the message of your business? How are you communicating that to your customers? Now, as I said, there are probably a number of things that you should avoid in your marketing overall, but I want to dive into the strategy and two things that I see over and over as I meet with horse business owners. And honestly, as you'll hear, there are things that I've learned myself in my own business as well. Now. Before we get into these mistakes, can I first start with affirming you for being here and for taking action, period. So I've learned so much since beginning my business about the idea of mistakes and failure, right? So these mistakes don't mean that you cannot learn from them. And it doesn't mean that uh, it's horrible if you've, you know, been doing them or you're going to continue and you learn as you go, right? Or if you come back to these things, because here's what I know. It is not easy to be a business owner. It's not easy for you to be out there chasing your dreams, to be putting yourself out there, to be taking steps to start your business, to take the steps to build your business from the ground up. And it might be messy. I know I get that, but you're doing it. So can I just first say kudos to you, my fellow equine entrepreneurs, you are doing the thing that so many other people just think about or wish about, right? And you're actually doing it. So because I know that you're not only doing the thing, but you want to learn as you go, which is why you're here. You want to make the most of your time. You want to have marketing that really is effective and helps you to build and grow your business. That's why I want to share these mistakes with you. All right. So let's dive in. Mistake number one, trying to do it all. Now, I actually don't mean trying to do it all in terms of wearing lots of hats, because of course, in the very beginning, you're going to wear lots of hats. And honestly, maybe not in the beginning, but if you decide you don't want to grow a huge team and you want to, you know, stay a little bit more intimate or smaller in terms of your team size, right? You may continue to wear many hats. So I'm not talking about the task. I'm talking about what you actually do in your business, the products and the services that you provide. Now, especially in the early years of business, but honestly as a growth strategy as a whole, it is really best for you to select one thing, one area of expertise and do that really well instead of trying to do all the things, right? Now, as you hear that, I already know some of you are saying what I have said before. But Denise, I can do all of these things. I'm really good at X and Y and Z and A, B, C, and D, right? Or maybe you're thinking, Denise, if I say no to something, then I'm not going to make money. And how am I supposed to grow a business from the ground up if I'm not making money? And I get it. And I've literally said the exact same thing along the way. And of course, there is nothing wrong with getting your feet wet as you navigate starting your business, as you're trying to see where your product or your service fits really well into the market, what problems your potential customers have, and even what brings you joy in your business. Absolutely. Get your feet wet. Get a feel for those things. I did that myself as well starting out in business, I thought I needed to offer everything marketing related just because I had the skill, right? Need help with email marketing? Sure. Need me to write it? Sure. Need me to design it? Sure. Need me to write the copy for your website? Sure. Need me to write your sales copy? Sure. Need me to design it? Sure. Do you do e-commerce, Denise? Oh yeah, I can do that. Do you do project management? Oh yeah. How about social media? Now, let me tell you, I will say, this is one thing in the beginning, I knew I did not want to manage social media for businesses, equine or other, right? I have done that before. Um, I did it for a successful Bible study teacher and author. She had a very engaged audience and we posted twice daily. And so I knew what it entails to manage someone's social media and I didn't want to do that. So I already knew that was something I didn't want to do, but I had the expertise in terms of the knowledge of what that takes, right? So I turned that instead into coaching. So I started to do more coaching and I created Social Stride, which I love. But starting out, it really was like I was creating a one-woman marketing agency, and honestly, what I learned this past year is I started really wanting to hone my craft. I wanted to become excellent in a few things versus trying to be good in all of the things. Now, am I grateful that I was able to do so much and that it helped me to build the ground level of my business? Absolutely. But as a growth strategy, I knew that I really needed to find what my sweet spot was, what some people might call your zone of genius, the things that I enjoy, and frankly, the things that my customers kept saying that they appreciated most about working with me. Oftentimes, I was coaching Website clients, because I wanted to help them, not because it was a part of my package, so to speak, right? I was just supposed to write the copy and do the design, but along the way, I was coaching them, and then I learned that that was something I enjoyed and something that they were getting a benefit from. They had a plan of action. They had clarity, right? They were able to come ask questions, And so in the past year, I really decided that was something I wanted to do more of. And you all have heard me talk about that, that one-on-one coaching, developing a curriculum that I walk people through to actually create a customized marketing plan. So at the end of our time together, they know exactly what to do with their marketing. I'm loving that process. Then, if I hadn't done those other things, I probably wouldn't have known that, right? So yes, there's freedom for you to do that but I don't want you to get stuck in that mode, right? Because how are you going to do everything and yet do it with excellence? It's not only difficult to do, but honestly, from a marketing perspective, it ultimately could water down your messaging. And at some level, something is going to have to give if you continue to do everything. Your level of expertise may be watered down, your results for your customers over time may be impacted. Your ability to grow personally and professionally will be impacted because how do you know what programs are best for you? How do you continue to learn and sharpen your sword if you've got 10 swords you're trying to sharpen all the time, right? As a long-term strategy for your business, I want you to really think about the areas that you can hone in on for your business, okay? Okay. Now, I've shared with you some of my personal experience. I'll give you another example. I know, as I said, I have many equine photographer friends. I've been blessed to work with some amazing equine photographers. And so one of the things that I've seen as I worked with some one-on-one is that tension of, I can take pictures of all the horses and all their people And I can even take pictures of people without horses if they want, you know, I'll do family portraits if they don't really have horses or care about horses, I'll do their senior portraits. And then if they happen to have horses, that's a bonus. But honestly, Denise, at the end of the day, I really want to be an equine photographer. Well, here's the reality. If that's what you want to do, you need to hone in on that. Because if your website says, I'm just taking pictures of everyone, right? Giving you the picture of your dreams. Who's you? Who's you? What's the picture of your dreams? What does that look like? Who's in that picture? Now, on the other hand, when they really start to hone in on that and say, okay, this is the direction I want to go. This is maybe for some of you, I know some of you are very discipline specific. So really honing in on the discipline that you're wanting to be in. Then, and then how you solve that problem, how you speak into that, right? The services that you provide, because you're not doing all the things then it's much easier to write your marketing copy. It's much easier to write your messaging. It's much easier for someone to refer their friends and family to you because they know exactly what you do. So my friend, your takeaway on this mistake that I want you to avoid, what I want you to do is to hone in on what you do well. Figure out what you actually enjoy doing. What's your sweet spot coupled with the problem it's solving for your audience, the results that you are actually getting for people in some way. Because of course, yeah, you can enjoy something a lot, but if you're not, if people aren't telling you that they're getting results from that, if if you're not really solving a problem in some way, if people aren't willing to pay for what you're doing, then you're gonna have a hard time building your sustainable business, right? Okay, so that was mistake number one. Mistake number two that I often see Okay, number one is trying to do everything. And number two is trying to be for everybody, right? So the first mistake is all about your products and your services and how you're communicating those. This mistake is all about who you are communicating to in your marketing and in your messaging. Friends, you honestly can't do everything well, which we just talked about. But guess what? You also can't do it for everyone, If you want to grow, you've got to be willing to niche down and be specific with who you are for. If you're going to tell me, Denise, I'm for all horse people, it's really not going to cut it. And especially as a small business. And of course, it might be true. Like generally speaking, the things that I am sharing here, these don't apply just to horse businesses, right? The marketing principles I share here on the podcast, they apply to all small businesses but if I'm for all small businesses, guess what? There is a ton of competition. I am going to be a much smaller fish and a much bigger pond. And it's the same for you. The more that you hone in on your niche, then you're making that pond smaller and you're going to increase the opportunity for you to get in touch with the people that actually do want to buy your products and buy your services. Okay. Because as we mentioned, there are different disciplines in the equine industry. There are different riding styles. There are different training philosophies. There are different methods, of course, breeds within all of that. There are different goals that people have with their horses. The equine industry is both deep and wide. So as a small business, if you're going to try to be for everyone, you're going to have a very hard time growing and growing in a sustainable way. Okay, so instead, I want you to focus on your audience as you create your marketing and your messaging and who you're really speaking to. Now, I'm not saying you need to know your demographics and that's it, right? So I'm for writers who love to jump that are in their 30s. I'm for immature writers, right? That's very generic I want you to go deeper than that and not just in demographics, but I want you to really think about the mindset and the motivation of the people that you are going to be selling to. Why do they do what they do? Why do they need what you have to offer? It may be something that you think is a luxury. It's not a need, so to speak, but it, it, you're meeting a need, whatever the case may be. Okay. And what are the results that you are providing through your products and services? What do they get on the other side? Now, I'll tell you a hint. One of the great ways to do this is as you work with people that are the right fit for you, then talk with them. Really have those conversations. Give them a questionnaire at the end of your time working together where you can get some of the verbiage from them that they would say about what they needed, where they were at before they worked with you, what they have now, okay? And you're going to use that in your marketing and your messaging so that you are speaking to just the right person. Now, as you do these two things, as you avoid these two mistakes and really instead hone in, then you're going to be ready for the strategy for your social media. You're going to be ready to get the copy for your website and get it designed. You're going to be ready to have an email marketing plan and put together a newsletter that you send out on a regular basis because you know who it's going to. You know how to provide value, right? But if you jump into those things without first deciding who you're going to serve, that I promise when it comes time to write the copy and the content and get those conversions, right, get people to become your customers, it's going to be much harder. Now, let me just give you a bit more encouragement, okay? Because I know this is a lot to take in. And let me just tell you and remind you that messy action is a good thing. And sometimes when I say this out loud, I can hardly believe I'm the one saying it um, because I have such a perfectionistic nature, but I have learned so much since starting my business about the idea of taking action to get clarity. So that being said, if you're like, Denise, I don't know what my sweet spot is. Take messy action, start trying things and then narrow it down, right? Start working with different people and figure out who really is a right fit for you And then do the work to narrow it down and be okay that it will evolve over time. The way your business looks like right now is probably not going to look the same in five years. That may evolve. So just continue to evolve your marketing and your messaging. Okay. Don't leave it as is when your products and your services are evolving. All right. Remember that these things are so very connected. All right, if this was helpful for you, I would love for you to also join me on Tuesday, January 24th, 2023, in case you happen to be listening to a replay. Um, But on Tuesday, the 24th at 10 a.m. Central Time, I will be going live on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, all three at the same time. So you can catch me there on all three. And we are going to dive into some marketing trends. So we've talked about mistakes today. On Tuesday, I want to share with you some marketing trends for your equine business. Now, if we're friends on social, you saw that I am not a trends advocate for the sake of just chasing shiny objects, but I am a trends advocate for the sake of being aware of what's going on in the world of social media and websites and news email and all the things, right? Know what's going on and then have a filter for how you're going to use those things or if you're going to use those things in your business, how it's going to help you accomplish those goals. All right. So I would love to have you join me Tuesday, January 24th, 10 a.m. If you have a friend that would enjoy or appreciate or need that information as well, please send them this episode. Uh, Send them to stormlily.com slash trends or the show notes of today's episode, which is stormlily.com slash 104 for episode number 104. And then if you're listening after the 24th, you can catch a replay, head to YouTube, head to my Facebook page for Lily Marketing. You'll be able to catch the replay there as well. All right. Now, I've got one more thing I want to make sure you have a heads up on, all right? So I very briefly mentioned Social Stride in the beginning, and I let you know it's a group coaching program that I have available. And I only open the doors to the program three times a year, and January is one of those times. It's almost every January, but I'm not going to promise it because, of course, things evolve, right? But January 24 through January 31, 2023 is your chance to get into Social Stride, and I would love to have you. If you are someone who has struggled with what to post on social media, this is for you. If you are someone who's been overwhelmed with marketing and really wants um, somebody to break it down, this is for you because I do a monthly live class where we break down an area of marketing, help you create a strategy. This is also a place for you if you want community. With fellow equine entrepreneurs who are doing the thing, who are chasing their dreams and making things happen. There's encouragement, there is support there, there are ideas that you will get from one another. So, if you have heard of Social Stride before, if we've been on the podcast, or if you've been on the podcast with me, you've heard me talk about it in the past let me just tell you, we are up leveling in 2023. So yes, there are templates that help you show up consistently on social media that you can take and customize for your business. There's an equine calendar to help you plan your social media. There are also live classes. And then this year, I'm also adding some guest teachers and group coaching calls where members are actually getting coaching from me inside of Social Stride. So I'm telling you, this is the place you want to be if you care about marketing your equine business, if you want help to clarify your marketing plan, all of those things. We are doing that inside of Social Stride. So head to stormlily.com slash Social Stride, or of course, the show notes of the episode to get all of that information and to get on the wait list if we're not open yet. Or if you happen to be listening when the doors are open, then you'll be able to jump on in. Okay, friends. I am so grateful that you are here. I hope that I will see you and hear from you on Tuesday, the 24th. And of course, if this episode was helpful, if this podcast has been helpful, if you would leave a review for the podcast, I would be so grateful. And not only that, but your fellow equine entrepreneurs would be grateful because it's going to let Apple podcasts know that they should be showing you or they should be showing them, right? The right people, the podcast. So feel free to jump on there and leave a review. I'd be so grateful. Okay, friends, that's all I've got. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll see you for the Trends Training on January 24th.